Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, I'm pretty happy that uh, I extended my flight with Delta and decided to stay in town for the final game of the year. You were the good luck charm, Brett. You and Katie. That's right. You know, usually my son, I have my son, my eight year old son is undefeated this year in seeing Seahawks games. I've seen them lose in Munich. Uh, I saw them lose uh, up here to Carolina. But my my boy wasn't at either one of those games. He's he's three and zero this season, and we know that you, you know not only should producer Katie always be involved, but I think my boy needs to always be involved from now on too. Yeah, you know you bring up a good point. Producer Katie was at the bar with me and Hawthorne and Locklear in Germany. If she was at that game, I think you know we didn't have to sweat out the Lions last night. Yeah, that's a good point. You know that's true, Lofi. We should be blaming Katie for this whole thing. <laughs> I didn't say blaming. I said I was just pointing out an observation. But we should, through our great partners at Epic Seats, maybe get them, her and your son, a ticket yeah. to the playoffs. Oh yes, yeah. we're gonna need the magic to continue. You know, I'll take the boy to the playoffs. Well, speaking of Delta, we're gonna need to fly to that game because it's not gonna be a home game. Yeah, yeah. Katie, he'll take you since he's taller than you. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, thank goodness Delta makes it so easy to switch your flights when you're just jumping on a Delta flight, which, uh, of course, hasn't had any of the travel problems as some of the other airlines this holiday season. If you're looking to travel, just jump on a Delta flight, right, Katie? Oh, they're the best. Delta flight, yeah. Delta flight, Delta flights. Like, really, actually, they are the best. No, they are the best, yeah. They're the best. What a Sunday. What a Sunday. Too much to talk about. You ready to go? Sunday, fun day. Spin it. <laughs> Take 12 if you want to run uncut. Yeah. Unapologetic from the jump. Yeah. And no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the clicks in the mud. Take 12. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it on live. Take 12. Every episode 12 hot takes. And we rapping for Seattle, my place. Take 12. Take 12 podcast on the Believe NFL Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Brett. He's Lofa. Coughing and laughing in the background, as always. It's producer Katie. Welcome to the show, everybody. Coming to you live from the Wiener Schnitzel Digital Studios. Two locations. One up there in Everett, one down there in Fife. Go on in, check out the chili dogs, the chili burgers, or burgers and hot dogs without chili sauce. Uh, French fries, hot dogs, mini corn dogs, um, ice cream, root beer floats, whatever you want. It's all good at Wiener Schnitzel. Mention the Take 12 podcast. You get a free small beverage with any other purchase. Shout out to Wiener Schnitzel for sponsoring us this season. We love them. And welcome to the show. Uh, the Seahawks, they needed overtime and they needed the Detroit Lions, but Lofa. Your Seahawks are in the playoffs. Our Seahawks. Yes. Yes, they are. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, Can you make the playoffs by winning your own game? In the first quarter? (laughs) 
<laughs> no. Can you make the playoffs if the Detroit Lions beat the Packers? Yes. And all of Seattle rejoiced last night. I heard there were fireworks going off in my parents' neighborhood, but like at night, not after the Seahawks yeah. won. You know, not after I got back from the game downtown, but after the Lions won, because we're we're going to the playoffs. We it it was it was it was a little sketchy for us. But we held it together. It, 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 there was a doink. There was some overtime. Uh, there was an interception. Yeah. There was some quarterback play. I mean, that game had everything. It was low scoring, but it was exciting as hell. Unbelievable, man. And, um, yeah, you could feel it, the electricity in the stadium. We were there. Yeah. And uh, it was playoff atmosphere. And, um, you know, and then, of course, the Lions, man. That game was wild. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it took everything, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it, but you know, even a, a hook and ladder <laughs> <laughs> on third and long. Like, uh, <laughs> listen, I just can imagine the players, you know, when that play comes in, we, me and McCoy were sitting there like, what do you think they were thinking when that play comes in? Like, wait, we're really going to run this shit. <laughs> what is this? And, the, the end of varsity blues. It was like the little giants meets varsity blues meets NFL. Yeah. Like my God. Yeah. That was crazy. I I mean, you you brought it up, so we'll just stick with it. We uh, producer Katie and I we went over to the Queen Anne Beer Hall. Shout out to them, uh, you good friends of the show, and we love everybody over there. And, and we met up with some people over there, and we were watching the game. And I just I just kept yelling hook and ladder at the top of my lungs afterwards, and everyone's looking at me like, what is he talking about? Like. I mean, honestly, not since Billy Bob and Scott Kahn and James Vanderbeek at the end of Varsity Blues have I seen a hook and ladder in real life. And it worked. I mean, that was a good play. I mean, you know, when it happened, I was like, is this really happening? Because they they had their hands on uh, Amon Ra, you know, a Trojan. You know, when you need someone to execute, it's going to be a Trojan. So, um, unbelievable. He caught it and then just, it looked like he was setting it for volleyball, just like, take it. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and man, I think it was Swift that got it. And, you know, it was unbelievable, man, to set up that for, uh, fourth and short. And, and they went for it. Wild. Man. The, the stones on Dan Campbell. Absolutely. What That's what I was going to say. Just a sh quick shout out from Seahawks Nation and all the 12s to Dan Campbell and the whole Lions staff, everybody who plays for them, the trainers, whoever you want over there. But Dan Campbell, I mean, for you, man, as a former player, like what would it be like to play for a former player like him? I mean, he just seems awesome. Oh, man, he leaves it all out there the same way he was when he played. I think I played him like two or three times. Mm -hmm. um, I think Detroit, we played him uh, when he was with the Cowboys. We played him. Might have even played him when he was – I think he was with Miami too. But, um, you know, just a tough guy, and it just resonates, and, it you know, it, it spills over to the players, and they understand. You know, they weren't – nothing to play for is what a lot of people were saying, but – you know, and I've been saying it, you know, in every interview that I went on, even on KGR, like whenever he's all, oh, well, there's nothing to play for. But you still have to play for your job. Sure. Because if Dan Campbell sees any quit, he's going to go through every single play had they lost that game. He's still going to go through every single play and see who he can count on going forward because they're building something over there. Started one and seven, finished, what, nine and eight, the mm -hmm. first winning record, I think, in a, you know, a while. It was insane. And as us as Hawk fans, we needed every bit of it. And, you know, we're – Talk a little bit about officiating because there were some suspect calls in that game that were going against the Lions. And, um, 
And then shout out, uh, was it Aaron Glenn, I think, the D.C., that sent an all-out blitz on third and ten. was like, well, we're going for it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, and that led to the big interception. And uh, an interception before that got called back. A touchdown that got called back. Yeah. Over yeah. some very suspect calls. Some, there was I'll some say. sus stuff in the NFL this weekend, Super man. Sus. I mean, they wanted Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs hardcore. Everybody knows that. Every Seahawks fan knows that With this, from the scheduling to the – to the to some of the officiating, I mean, but hey, the Lions prevailed. I mean, what about just I, we talk about Dan Campbell, like you mentioned the DC, but just the whole the the whole staff is like former players and and just energy guys and like uh, players coaches, if you want to call them that. I mean, they were players, so I mean, but it's just yeah. it seems like a fun place to be around. Player slash coach, right? But, exactly. You know, yeah, and I hate it when they get the player coach, you know, uh, label because. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's easier for a guy to listen to the direction or the you know instruction, so to speak, from your coach when they've been in your actual seat, they've mm-hmm. been in your shoes, they've they've been in those uh, those meetings, and um, so I think there's just a little bit of a level of respect that that's there um, from knowing that they played the game at the highest level too. But um, yeah, man, shout out to them. They they. Just like he said, they clawed and scratched and what bit kneecaps. They did it all. Man. They did it all. And another team that traded away uh, like their franchise quarterback and and Jared Goff comes in and, you know, people, yeah. you know, just very similar to to our team, because a lot of people yeah. just wrote them off as, you know, not not going to have a great season or, you know, what are they? They're rebuilding over there. Um, but, you know, good for them and getting it done. But I, I want to. You know, speaking of a high energy team, let's go over to our high energy team and Pete and all the guys, because, uh, you know, scheduling aside, we needed to take care of business. And the Rams were coming in trying to play spoiler, just like the Lions went into Green Bay. And, you know, the Rams were they were ready to play, man. They they came out hot. They they took it to us. I mean, the first play from scrimmage with the interception with Jalen and then. Fun to watch Jalen Ramsey and DK all game, you know, and then of course it it, it really came to a head there at the end. But um, <clears throat> just a, a fun game for us all the way through, and I think, you know, I don't know if the urgency was really there, like the or, or you know, a lot of fans in the stands wanted. There was a lot of in the third quarter, like, what are we doing? Like, do we know we have to win this? And you know, they seem a little too patient out there, but and it took overtime, but we got it done. Yeah, it took all all four and some change to, to get it done. Um, yeah, they came ready to play. You knew they were, and that's the thing. It's it's any given Sunday, and uh, like like I said, especially when you're going through a season that that the Rams are, jobs are on the line. Yeah, you know. So for anybody to say, oh, they're just going to come in and, and and you know you know give up, it's not. It doesn't happen in the NFL, man, um, because it's a chance for anybody to showcase what they can do and, and their importance going forward to the team and the organization. So. It was a it was a hard fought game. Yeah, man. Um, we didn't start pretty. No. But you know how Pete says, you know, and this one actually we didn't win in the fourth quarter. We won, we it, won overtime. it in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder how that chant, can you win it in the first, second? Because I don't know if I've ever been or been around for one that went to overtime and we had to win it because Oof. uh that's a little extra added element right there. Well, and some heroics in overtime. Let's let's start with the defense and, and on your side of the ball for the whole game because uh, uh Quandre there at the end in overtime, of course, oh, but man. the the defensive line just getting some pressure yes. on on Baker and they were all over him and and they were all over the running game when they had to be and the defense just played lights out to me in this game. Yeah, D-line is really where, you know, most or 
all of the credit goes, you know, other than that pick by Diggs, um, they just supplied pressure. And yeah. I think it was like five sacks, a ton of hits. Janet, you know, probably the the signing um, free agency signing that I was most excited about going into the season. Um, he played lights out. And then and Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Irvin, the savvy 35 year old vet yes. looks young out there. Yes. You know, yeah. um, a, a bunch of big plays. I think uh, a sack and a half probably should have got credit for both, but I think he split one with Chenna, but I mean, it was just constant pressure. Yeah. And um, it was, it was amazing, man. It, it makes, you know, life easier on the back end. And, um, but then shout out to Diggs. I love it. I know, I know Pete doesn't, but when he gets the ball and he just holds it out there like that, <laughs> the last two interceptions he's had Points at the other team. <laughs> well, I mean, especially it's overtime guys wide open. If that ball's released any sooner, yeah. it's, it's game over for us. Yeah. And uh, he goes over, he picks it. I think that was his sixth of the year. Um, and, and then just <laughs> holding it out there. Maybe got away with a taunting call, but I love it. when A bit of a taunt. Uh, I, felt, <laughs> I felt bad because our boy Bobby was right there. Yeah. Was right there he was right when there. he held the ball out. Yeah. Uh, it, it, a bit of a taunt, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a, like, he knew we still had to go score after that, right? Like, he didn't think the game was over because it looked like he might have been able to take more of a left turn and get a few more return yards out of it. But, hey, he took kind of a wide turn and pointed at the at the Rams. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was a great play. Yeah. And, you know, by an amazing player who's just, you know, Mr. Reliable back there. Well, so, from, so, um, from my angle in the stadium live, uh, where we were, we were kind of on the on the sideline. We were on the Seahawks sideline. And so more back where the ball was snapped. So like when Baker wound up to throw that thing, all I saw was, uh, who was it? Van, it was Van Jefferson, Jefferson yeah. by himself, just running completely by, there's no one there. And like, no. so even cause people are saying on the TV coverage, like where did Quandary come from? Cause as the camera moves, he's not there at all. Then all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere, but that's cause you're watching on TV, even in real life, he wasn't there. And then all of a sudden he was, it was yeah. amazing. And, Jefferson was like the guy, the only guy they were really throwing to when they needed yeah. a, a pass. They were going right to number twelve, and so you knew they were going to go there again. And I mean, that that to me, I saw the entire season flash before my eyes. I saw them scoring on a busted coverage in overtime, and all of the twelves walking out of there completely disappointed. And then a nanosecond later, uh, there was Quandre stepping in front of that ball. It was just. A heroic moment. I mean, a, a Seahawks, uh, not not a playoff moment, but a moment to get into the playoffs and one of those Seahawks moments, especially on defense. I mean, how many great moments has the Seahawks defense had over the years and under Pete Carroll and the Legion of Boom and everything? And that was just another one of those moments that you could add to the list for me. Huge. Just huge. <laughs> huge. Huge play. Yeah. And then, I mean, Noosu, like you said, too, I mean, he's going to get paid in the offseason. I mean, he came over here. You know, on that kind of one-year deal. I mean, I don't know if we're going to be able to keep him, but he he's going to get paid uh, from either us or somebody. He had a, just a hell of a season. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, every time the Chargers put him in, they just didn't put him in. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't play him. Yeah. And uh, but so unbelievable job by him. And uh, and I mean, now I guess we could probably go to the offense. Yeah, you want to switch want to. sides of the ball because uh, it's the Geno Show, which. 
It, it didn't start off so good. First first play from scrimmage, throws a pick to Ramsey. I mean, he tried to throw another pick to Ramsey later that went incomplete, thank goodness. Uh, and Ramsey, you know, he didn't return it for a touchdown, but he almost did. And But the defense yeah. came in, held firm. Uh, but the rest of the way for Geno, I mean, the guy is just a warrior. What a leader. Uh, you know, put the team on his back, whatever cliche you want. And um, just gutted it out. I mean, the long run, the taking the hit from Ramsey. Where do you want to go with Gino? Yeah, I just it didn't. I mean, it very similar to his career. It didn't start off the way he wanted, <laughs> no. but it finished in spectacular fashion. Yeah, and it was. I don't want to say all him, but that last drive was pretty much all him. Um, you know, incredible, um, just gut gutsy performance, and um, just. He showed us who he is and, and what he's all about, and and the leader of this team. Mm-hmm. And I and I hope he's the leader of this team going forward for the next couple of years because he's more than earned it. He's earned his respect around the league, going to the Pro Bowl, uh, broke three records, three franchise records yesterday. Um, you know, and in his first year starting, yeah. I mean that's that's saying something because we've had some phenomenal quarterbacks here. You know, my boy Hass. Russell Wilson, who did 10 years of winning. Um, mm-hmm. So to do that in his first chance at starting, uh, at, I think year nine or 10, whatever he's in, incredible. Yeah. And um, I'm excited to see this team in the playoffs because anything can happen. Absolutely. He finished the game uh, 19 of 31, 213 yards, one TD. He did have the two picks. Uh, but how about that ball to Tyler Lockett? I mean, that might be incredible. The throw of the season. He, he, I mean, he's had some dimes. Yeah. Some that, some that went incomplete uh, or incomplete, and it, you know they hit the receiver in the hands, and you couldn't even believe that the ball even got there throughout the season. Yeah. But that one that he threw to Tyler, when you absolutely had to have it, and just perfect, right on the back line of the end zone. Tyler Lockett just. It, it looked like every Tyler Lockett touchdown catch, just over yeah. the over the shoulder, double toe tap. Right in the back, just a thing of beauty. Uh, I mean, to to the Steve Largent Award winner, mm. and uh, yeah, uh, and also he uh, is the the first receiver to have four straight thousand yards receiving, like Steve Largent. Wow, um, incredible! If if that ball's thrown any far any farther, and that's out of bounds, uh-huh. any shorter, and that is intercepted, totally, it was a perfectly thrown pass, and you know, just Tyler. Largent esque catch. Yes. You know, I mean, because they're both both from Tulsa. Did yeah. you know that? Yes, I did. Both both played for the Hawks. Both, both original 4, uh, original draft picks of the Houston Oilers, also. Oh, wait. No, that's not. No, only just one. one. Just one. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, look, you know, it's funny because, or not funny or whatever, but I, it, Tyler Lockett. He won the Steve Largent Award, but he is very Steve Largent-esque, isn't he? I mean, not only being from the same hometown, but they're just both guys who go about their business and and do it very well and don't need to really tell everybody about it. And, you know, sort of underrated, which I hate to say that, but unfortunately sort of are. I mean, I think... I think Tyler Lockett, if he continues what he's been doing for the next couple of seasons, who knows... Why not Hall of Fame for Tyler Lockett, just like Steve Largent? The numbers are there. Uh, you know, it's just missing that one Super Bowl, right? Because he's just, he was just, he came in right afterwards. Yeah, he did. He came in right after the, you know, the amazing run that the Hawks had. How many and, Super uh, Bowls does Largent have? Mm, I don't know. How many? Zero. How many did he play in? 
Zero. How many, yeah. you know, champions, uh, AFC or NFC? Well, it would have been AFC championships. Does AFC. he have zero? So why not? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the game has evolved quite a bit, though. And yeah. like the numbers are getting outrageous in terms of what it requires to get into the Hall of Fame. But sure. I agree. And I think yeah, just just like him, just not flashy, just shows up, kicks ass yeah. and then goes home. Like, you know, it, <laughs> That, that that's who they both are and you know amazing human beings on top of that but it, it, it is it, it gets taken for granted when you see just how routine he makes the hardest catches look it's just they're like oh well that wasn't hard you know he does that all the time yeah but he's like the only one that does that all the time right you know most other guys they have a foot out of bounds right. or they drop the ball when they go to the ground so it's um it's incredible to watch you know his career evolve to what it is and i absolutely believe because how consistent he is, his numbers will continue to you know grow, and and he he could be in the Hall of Fame, man. Yeah, four catches for fifty four, and the big touchdown for Tyler on seven targets. DK Metcalf uh, targeted eight times, but only the three catches for forty yards, uh, but took a lot of attention away from everybody else with keeping Jalen Ramsey busy. And we talked about it with our buddy Ryan Dirude from LA Football Podcast on here on our last episode about the matchup between DK and Jalen and how fun that is to watch. And it did not disappoint on Sunday. No, it was a clash of the Titans, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we were down in LA and then, you know, rightfully so, same thing. And, um, you know, DK got the better of it with the game winner last, last time. And then mm-hmm. this time, you know, Ramsey had a really productive day, um, but, but did have that, that untimely um, personal foul when he hit Gino. And I was worried for Gino. That was, oh I mean, yeah. Ramsey's a big dude and he, he hits hard. Yeah. So um, just to see Gino, Gino get back up. And I didn't know if he had to miss a play because he was on the ground with a helmet off. I was, I was worried for him and our chances of, you know, winning at that point. Oh yeah. That was right in front of us where we were sitting and he was down for a bit. And the, the section I was in was not happy with Jalen Ramsey. (laughs) (laughs) I heard some things yelled that I shan't not repeat Lofa. That was, I mean, he was standing out of bounds when he hit him. Like a lot of people say, well, Gino was kind of still inbounds, but Ramsey was basically standing out of bounds. Yeah. Well, Gino's, left foot had already touched down out of bounds. Yeah. And uh, I think it was a very veteran savvy move by Gino to, okay, I'm out of bounds, not totally out of bounds and, uh, and take one for the team. He took one for the team. Thanks, oh, Gino. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and not that he needed to create any more fans of his, but just it, that, that with the fan base and with your teammates and with everybody that just has to go a long way. Doesn't it? And the game on the line, man. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a couple of huge scrambles, um, some great throws, you know, in clutch moments. It was, uh, man, it's 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 what we wanted to see, right? Even everybody coming into the season doubting him. But then, like, um, you know, all the games that we won, we kind of pretty much had in hand. But then started with the Rams. Everybody wanted to see him in crunch time with, you know, down a couple points, lead this team to victory. And he did against the Rams. And then he did it again against the Rams. So um, just something to build on and, you know, be excited about for the future because he's, He's got it all, man, and I'm excited for him and, and what the future holds. Well, and not too often that you get to beat your, I think, you know, our kind of original division rival in the mm-hmm. Rams uh, both times this season. is is That's always sweet when you sweep the series. Oh, love sweeping a divisional opponent. Absolutely. Uh, Producer Katie, let's check in on the score prediction challenge. Oh, yeah. Do you know who won over there? Did anyone get close on the Simply Seattle score prediction challenge? Yeah. 
At Hydro 23. At Hydra 23? Hydro. Hydro 23. At Hydro 23. You're the winner of the score prediction challenge. What was the predict? Um, it was... She just writes down the name, not the score. <laughs> She's like, trust me, that person was close yeah. enough. Yeah. It was them. <laughs> it, was, it was right there. I'll just keep vamping over here. Yeah, you you would think when you write down the winner, you'd write down next to it, like what you would you would think nineteen to eighteen or you know something like that, nineteen to seventeen, uh, something. Oh, sorry. No. It was this. What? What is it? I was giving you something else to vamp about. What are you? Oh. She's. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm just gonna leave some dead air. Cut it out later. We could talk about the lions. Let's make this uh, as uncomfortable as possible for we're, her. We're, we're, we're kind of wearing Lions colors, too. I think that was by design. Oh, okay. It was pretty close. 17 to 24, Hawks. That was as close as anyone got, actually. People were predicting high scores over there in the score prediction challenge. Yeah. So uh, check out shop.simplyseattle.com for all your Northwest sports apparel needs or just any cool stuff that you're looking for, hats, hoodies, sweatpants, sweatshirts, you know, whatever you want. It's all good at Simply Seattle. Use our promo code TAKE12, spelled exactly how it sounds, to take 12% off at shop.simplyseattle.com. We got to talk about K9, and I want to talk about K9. I mean, what a year this rookie has had. He went over 100 again. 29 carries. Is that something you're interested in, Mr. Tatupu? I love it. Yeah. I really do. 114 yards, 3.9 per, uh, but just some clutch runs when you needed them. He's slippery. He's fast. He squeaks through the smallest of, of creases. I, I I love Kenneth Walker and what he brings to the team, and he had a great game. Yeah, and if, if he didn't miss any time, man, he, what he finished with, 936, I see here. Average, average people of 4.7. Wow insane yes um so shout out shout out to him shout out to the uh entire o-line who, who you know because they did they, they opened some nice holes there was a great job of him being patient you know creating setting up blocks and uh but yeah he's tough he's quick um and he and he's got the straight line speed too uh so i just want to see him get involved in the passing game a little more because no one's taking him down one on one. Yeah, and he had. I mean, there's some. There was some plays where he had it. They had him dead to rights, and he just finds a way to like a couple quick steps, and then the guy doesn't even touch him. Yeah. So, um, getting him in space is something that's got to be a point of emphasis, you know, for the playoffs and also next year. I would. I would love to see that added. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, also like you brought up earlier, Gino scrambling. Gino four carries for fifty one. I think. That's something that can surprise people, especially in the playoffs, because it's not something he's really known for or does often, but he can do it well when he needs to. Absolutely. And probably my favorite throw, that one to Kobe over oh, the middle. Oh, yeah. yeah. He put some heat on that ball. Yeah. Um, and it, it just looks so effortless, so so quick. It, it's he can make all the throws, man. Yeah. Awesome to see what Gino's doing. Uh, before we leave the rushing stat line, I just want to give a quick shout out to friend of the show and a, a true gentleman out there. I believe it was his first carry on the year. Nick Ballore, one carry, yes. three yards, but when you needed it, he goes out there and gets it done. I got a gripe with that. Okay. This 
he got the first down and we didn't even challenge that or anything. Like uh-huh. we set back up for a third and one, which we did a toss sweep. Yes. On third and one. That scared, very, scared the bejesus out of me. Scared the whole, I mean, you could hear the whole stadium gasp like, <gasps> yeah, we only need one yard. Why are we going outside? And then, but, what do we do? We come right back. We go outside again go the outside. other way. <laughs> With an even trickier <laughs> toss into the backfield. It, I mean, whatever. It worked, man. But, you know, if it didn't, we'd be sitting here talking about it, you know, just like, what were you thinking? Um, yeah, I definitely gave us a little bit of a panic attack up there. And uh, but but canine got it done. Great job by uh, Cross to get that one-on-one block. And, and then, you know, Kenneth set it up. He pressed outside and cut it up and got the yard that he needed. And then some, um, and finished with a nasty hit on the, the corner or the safety, but Nick Ballore, he got that first down, man. We got to challenge that next time. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And DJ Dallas rounding out your rushing stat line with two carries for 29 yards, 14.5 per, uh, and just a really big one there in the first quarter to get, to get things really going from the, or was that the first quarter, but that, yeah, that yeah. wildcat, they sent Gino yeah. out wide, by the way, they sent Gino out as a wide receiver, two plays in a row. Yep. They had, yeah. So they obviously had a package in for, for, um, uh, DJ to run it, hand it off to uh, Kenneth, which he did, K9. And then I was getting a little nervous, like, oh, shit, there is a series of plays that they're going to run from this formation. And I don't know if there's going to be a pass like we saw <laughs> earlier in the season. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wanted that. <laughs> what was that, the Niners game? Yeah, so just... no, we don't want that. No so, throwing with yeah. running gloves on. No, <laughs> but great job by him. Being patient, setting up the block to, to to make that. I think it was a 20, 22 yard gain. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, EpicSeats.com. I don't really have a segue, but shout out to them. Wonderful sponsor, EpicSeats.com, our great partner, local company, uh, guys that went to the UW. It's great websites, easy to navigate. You can either sell your seats that you already have through them, and and they will be your broker for that, or you can just buy seats for anything you're looking for in Seattle or anywhere else, by the way. This is a global thing, so concerts, uh, other sporting events in other towns, other sports teams, NHL, NBA, uh, you know, when baseball comes back, obviously football, epicseats.com is where you go. Make sure you use our promo code. Take 12. That's right. I was quizzing you a little bit, but you know it. Uh, take 12% Jimmy off seats. when you spend 100 or add $12 to every ticket you sell. So if you have, you know, not nobody has just one ticket. Usually you got two or three or four and you get $12 extra on every ticket you sell when you mention take 12 at epicseats.com. Uh, quick shout out to our, our winner, Daniel. Daniel, who won the tickets to the Rams game. We will have tickets to the playoff game, we think, hopefully, in Santa Clara. More on that in the episode later this week, but we'll check in with our guy Jimmy Seats over there at Epic Seats and see if we can give away some to the playoff game, and that'll be that'll be a fun contest to have and run over there on our social media. It's at Take12Pod, everybody, and it's EpicSeats.com. Lofa, I just wanted to mention, um, just because, hey, first time in Seattle history, and anytime there's a first-time thing in the in the history of a city, that's a big deal. The Mariners went to the playoffs, and the Seahawks are going to the playoffs, and it's the first time that that has ever happened in the history of planet Earth. Incredible. And don't be surprised if the Kraken make it. 
That's right. We could send a third sports franchise to the playoffs. And I kind of mentioned to you before the game when we were hanging out at the tailgate uh, that, you know, Seattle sports and the landscape here don't look now, but the future is extremely bright. You got Julio Rodriguez and everything the Mariners are doing. You got Matty Berniers and everything that the Kraken are doing, with Shane Wright coming in and the young, t- hot team over there. And then you got these Seahawks with K9 and Tariq and uh, Cross and just all the young talent around that team. So it's just, what a heck of a, a heck of a time to be a Seattle sports fan, Lofa. What a time. <laughs> a man of many words on that one. I love it. <laughs> We're out of here. That's it for us. That's it for us. Not since the days of Ichiro and Matt Hasselbeck and Lofa Tatupu has the, the sports teams felt so good around here. You go back before that, and you can go uh, Dave Craig and Ken Griffey Jr. Before that, I don't know. I wasn't born. Leave me alone. (laughs) That's it for us, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, The tailgate. The tailgate. Before we get out of here, let's mention the tailgate. We were hanging out at the Mission Outdoors tailgate uh, outside of Lumen before the game, and just what a cool thing that is, and cool to hang out with them again. Yeah. Tariq's family was on hand. Great people. It was an awesome time. Um, and then, yeah, Justin, appreciate you and, and Mission Outdoors and everybody that, that made it possible. It was a great time, man. Justin Justin is just the man. And everything that he does in putting that thing together. And Tyrone was out there from the right, Renton Seahawkers. Tyrone McCoo. Yeah. And uh, Rolling Smoke Barbecue with you guys. Man, this is this is, this is no hyperbole. That is the best barbecue I have ever had in my life. The ribs taste like bacon. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. And it's I'm from Texas. That's legit barbecue. I mean, it is crazy. I think they put bacon bits on it. <laughs> if you need some catering or you're throwing a party or anything, check out Rolling Smoke Barbecue. Let them hook you up because that, that stuff is just incredible. Tyrone made fried rice that went along with the barbecue ribs perfectly. Yeah. Mm. Delicious. Oh, and thank you to Blitz. Yes, the Seahawks mascot. Thank you to Blitz for wearing our Thank You Bobby t-shirt and posting that on Instagram. Everyone keeps asking where to get it. So. Oh, yeah. Check out our merch store, take12merch.com. We'll put a link out there. Uh, Shout out to Blitz. Producer Katie was able to go to Blitz's nest early before the game and (laughs) make a special delivery. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Oh, what a weekend it was. Um, We'll be back later in the week to talk about the matchup with Santa Clara. But for now, we're out of time. Hands in the middle. Lofa, come on. Bring us us through this one. Hey, man. You know what it is. There's nothing more excited than this time of year when your team is in the playoffs. Nothing like playoff ball. So we're going playoffs on three. Mm. One, two, three. Playoffs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.